Dylan Wright is your 450 champion here. Tanner Ward grabbing the vote to win. Is someone got a light on their bike? Welcome to Off the Gate with your hosts Dylan Wright, Tanner Ward, and Dario Zeka. I just want to stay that stay mad chip on my shoulder because they treat me like an outcast. I ain't going to take that stay back. I'll be swinging on till the hits come in all caps. <laughs> Someone needs to fucking talk. Man. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that when we yeah. hit record, who was gonna uh, who's gonna roll with it? But I don't, I, honestly, there wasn't a better way to start to, to start our podcast <laughs> off with with this awkward silence. It's amazing. Awkward silence and me yeah, watching Tanner's face yeah. just lag. You, just, you <laughs> can just clippy clippy if you need to, man. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Do you want me to do like a legit fucking intro here, like? Hey, welcome to uh, Off the Gate Podcast, everybody. Uh, you're here with uh, D Wright, T Wizzy, and uh, well, Dario the Zeka. <laughs> no, that's why we spent Thanks. all that time making one. Now we can just roll with it and raw, nice and raw. Raw dog. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't love a little raw dog? Oh. <laughs> all right, boys. We, uh, we we're starting it? a podcast. Yeah, we're starting a podcast. Crazy. Crazy. No. Yeah, I know. Who thought when I was talking around the uh, the old island? Yeah. I don't know. Dylan, two weeks ago, I guess. It's been that, like six uh, weeks almost. We'd finally... A minute. Yeah, I know. Well, it's been a long time in the making, but we had to, we had to go out, get mics, and, you know, do a bunch of... Uh, preparations so um Uh, yeah here we are i'm glad we uh, took our time like as bad as i wanted to like record and do uh, do an episode like right when we got our mic and stuff i'm happy we uh we took our time made sure we were dialed in on everything and a lot of this background work yeah exactly yeah it was worth taking the extra time for some of those fine details yeah exactly exactly (laughs) we had the media sensitivity yeah i think that took four weeks on its own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was in I was in class trying to figure out how to talk into a mic. You know, way she go, way she goes, but without swearing uh, every other word. Like, easy, my my language is very good when it needs to be. Yes, it is. Yeah, you're good. You yes, it is. Switch. No, it's hard to turn it on and yeah, off. Yeah, I got. It. Yeah, just like when I ride, buddy. Switch goes on and off. It just flickers once in a while. But kind of the way she goes. Momentary lapses of flicker. <laughs> the way Hell yeah, dude, I wouldn't want it well. any other way, man. So do you guys want to get into telling everybody why we want to start a pod or how it came about? Yeah. Dylan, you go ahead. It was Dylan's idea. Yeah. It was. It was Dylan's I mean, idea. yeah, I was uh what was I do? After Nations I got hurt and didn't have really much going on and uh I don't know, I guess I got listening to some podcasts and I was like, hey, why don't I mean, we're interesting guys. We're all, you know, good buddies um, from the track. And I was like, I don't know. Why Why don't we just start something and, uh, you know, give the people a different aspect and different avenue on kind of what we actually have going on, not just on the track, because I feel like people see that all the time, but more like off the track. And um, honestly, like kind of our opinions and sites and stuff that we see, we might have different opinions and some other people um about different stuff and whether it be in moto or just as an athlete in general um and i think that's kind of why i kind of got the idea and then obviously wanted to you know give everybody you know a little bit of behind the scenes on what i mean our personalities are away from the track because you know we're all quite a bit different when it uh when it becomes game time uh at the track yeah I feel like I always resonate with that a lot. Like when you said we were at your place there for Halloween and um, yeah, you like, want to start a podcast at first. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. And like, didn't really think too much of it. And, um, no, I, I think it's a sick outlet. Like it's, I mean, Canadian moto is small, but it's something we can, I mean, we all have Instagram. We all have that. And like, I mean, especially for Dylan and I, we are racing like a brand and that's just one way to kind of grow our brand and, and another avenue to like, I know when we're approaching sponsors and stuff, it's um, you know, another another thing we can kind of to pull and be like, hey, like we're this is what we do, this is how many people are listening, and and then obviously it's fun just to kind of shoot the shit and 
that's actually what we were going to name the pod at first. It was close. Um, yeah, get our research no. here. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was just like yeah, like honestly, just shooting the shit. It's it's good for uh, obviously. I'm a big advocate for mental health, and it's, I mean for myself, it's good for my mental health just to kind of talk to the boys, and uh, no distraction, just kind of be in the moment and uh, talk about what's going on with my life, my racing, and and uh, you guys get to hear it. Yeah, well played. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. guess from my perspective, when Dylan said it around the table, I was like, are you guys serious? Nobody wants to listen to us. And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought about like the times that we've been on Zwift and we've been cycling, we're having all these conversations and everything just flows. And we're like, yeah, every like Dylan, Tanner, myself, we all have very different opinions, but like they're definitely all opinions that maybe people would actually want to listen to. You so have such a different... Of- yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have such a different perspective than us. It it uh yeah. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But <laughs> I definitely do well, have a different opinion most of the time. Judging by like we already know how this isn't gonna go. Like we did a test pod and, and just and then you go judging by our uh just our intro. Guy with the headlight. We need that on our pod. We just yeah. we need it. <laughs> <laughs> The guy with the showed up to a supercross race and thought it was a GNCC at nighttime or something. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I guess when they don't put enough lights, in, you gotta you gotta use that smart brain and just figure it out. Whereas, like the other guys, you know, we're just dumb enough to just go out there and just send it for the boys. <laughs> Tanner goes, send, send me a, send me a sound. Race. I don't have anyone. Galdi never talks about me. Oh, I got the perfect thing, and then he sends us this. <laughs> I'm proud of that intro. Uh, yeah. It's gonna be like three weeks. Thank but... you. No motocross <laughs> accolades, but I wore a headlight once in a supercross race. <laughs> Hell That's yeah, you amazing. did. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Uh, uh, you guys want to get into our first topic? Yeah, roll right into it. I mean, uh, I feel like it, dude. It's crazy. It's already December fourth right now while we record. I feel like it's gonna it's be a little wild. bit. Wild. I feel like out, Christmas but... is coming up quick. Yeah, time's flying by, and, and with that being said, I um, it's crazy that the Triple Crown is going to be out soon, and we're going to go race in here soon. And, uh, that's our topic, 24 uh, Triple Crown schedule. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's out yet, but uh, I think it looks, you know, somewhat similar to what we had last year. Um, I think it's going to be eight outdoor rounds and then a few indoor rounds, but... Um, Do you want to quickly yeah, go over the For the, the most part, the East... Yeah, like, I, I can yeah, read them do, off yeah. to you. I think, I think Kyle was nice enough to share the schedule with somebody, and then he said we we're good to talk about it. So, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to go through some of the rounds, and you guys can give me your? Oh, you, like, Dario. All right, Dario, you you say the rounds, and uh, Dylan and I will just uh, give. Our okay, opinions. it looks pretty <laughs> similar to um, years past, starting out in Calgary. So I guess you're not going to Kamloops this year. No, I think uh, so. I've heard Camloops is getting moved or something. You hear about that, Dill? Yeah, I think um, so. What I heard, anyways, was that uh, like because it's on an Indian reserve, right? Yeah. So I heard that they want to use the land for something else, and so the guy who actually runs it doesn't own the land, but the guy who actually runs it, they need to kind of relocate, and they're looking for like a new, a new place to build the track and everything. So I think you know that'll take a year, two years probably to get it you know, to a national caliber again. And I think we're all going to miss that yeah, track because I hope, that track was sick. Yeah, and I hope that they location do. Was cool. uh, I hope they do get it back. I feel like, I mean, I feel like it was one of the sickest tracks this year. I struggled at Kamloops this year, but I was just in a shitty spot. But it was, it was gnarly, man. It was crazy how gnarly it was. Bro. I didn't, I think it, it was like a difficult, it was our best, in my opinion, it was our, our best at West track this year. Like, I mean, obviously mm. Calgary's sick, but. I mean, yeah, it was sweet this year. Yeah, I think we got lucky with the rain. Like, you know, rutted it up. The ruts were gnarly. And um, I think everybody, I mean, I could, was on in the struggle bus a little bit. Just, I mean, I think I crashed three times in the first moto <laughs> trying to figure my life out. And uh, <laughs> so I think we were all kind of throw like, because we had Edmonton, which we can probably touch on after the yeah. weekend before. And then you show up and then you're racing at Kamloops. And I think that, you know, the ruts were long and, you know, rough and they're kind of kicking you everywhere. You had to be really smooth and consistent. So yeah, I think, you know, it was one of the better, it was like for sure out West, the kind of trickiest track we had, um, which is, you know, kind of sick, but, uh, so we'll miss it, but 
Yeah. So we're thinking that's it. Cam yeah. Loops is shut down. It's it's a no go for the foreseeable future. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it'll be there for a couple of years. Like, I mean, dude, they got to build it back to like a national caliber track with enough parking and enough. Like, I mean, I don't think everybody realizes like how much work actually goes into a track like that. Like, you can have a sick track and have a you know a nice facility and with stuff like that. Parking, but, dude, you need the lot of different. Yeah, I mean, look at look at like some sick like even Deschambeau, man. Like, they have to rent like a field across the street, right. and then to get all like the the, the, the people with their rigs and campers motorhomes and everything dude it's tight and i mean that facility is like top notch and i mean mm -hmm. so it's tough to get it to like a national caliber where they need it to be and then from like a promoter side it's got to be like camus is top you're 45 minutes from town it's like a two lane or like single lane whatever you want to call it road going in it's it's a little bit tough that way like i know i think it's, it still drew a good crowd and stuff but like going if you're trying to get a new venue or whatever like that's a big thing. Like crowd is what's, what's going to pay our bills really. Right. The promoters and our bills. So, um, right. For sure. Yeah. It's too bad to see tracks like that closed though. I, I don't know mm -hmm. if it's considered closed, but yeah, like I don't, I don't know the full details on it. Obviously I listen to Goldie's podcast and stuff. I think maybe they touched on it and talked to Brett and, uh, and stuff from what he heard from, from the Thompsons. But yeah, that's what it sounds like. I think Dylan and I kind of are on the same page with that from what we've heard. Right. That's a little bit unfortunate. Yeah, there, it's, yeah, it's always tough when we lose tracks in Canadian moto. You never want to lose tracks. You always want to try and gain one or two here or there. Yeah. Especially sick ones like in BC because there's like, I mean, there's some other tracks, but there's no other like great option down near like the Vancouver area. Like PG was cool and that track was sick, but it's like obviously pretty far north. Um, and then, you know, all the other tracks that like the Future West and stuff runs out there, I just don't think that they can they have the facility and stuff to hold a national. So it's kind of, hopefully they get something going and we can go back there. Cause we need to be in BC. I mean, we all love going yeah, out there. And, and even uh, like just obviously on that as well, the West coast kids, like there's a lot of fast up and coming West coast kids that need like some national tracks to represent themselves at. Like they need to have some reason to come race our national series. So losing. losing yeah. Track is yeah. I think, deal. yeah. Yeah, and I think we could touch on the whole Edmonton thing now. Like, obviously, we're not going back there. And they had talked about going back there, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of the riders are going to be happy. I mean, that place <laughs> was kind of garbage last year. Like, obviously, you know, I did pretty well there and whatever. But, um, yeah, the inf the actually, the outdoor part was sick. It was just, you know, when we dropped into the dirt car track, the dirt was concrete and um, – yeah, I think it was an all right idea, but it was <laughs> it did not race very good on the weekend. I think mm. you know everybody's can kind of see that it was it was it looked like it yeah. got pretty yeah. sunbaked, and by the point where they tried to put the water back down, it looked like it just bounced off. Of scary, it. Like it just wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, from my opinion on that one, like I was already like I mean, everyone's not no one's feeling comfortable at round one, but like I mean, Dylan kind of the same shoes coming off injury and stuff, but I was already feeling like not comfy and then to show up to that was that was a tough pill to swallow it was i felt like a beginner on, on the bike when i was at uh, edmonton it was yeah i mean you're trying to go faster because you're way off and trying to go faster on that on that soil is uh you're honestly going slower at that point you're just riding yeah that dylan line. you remember when we when we did that track walk and there was that huge triple on <laughs> everyone was <laughs> everyone was scratching their heads at that point uh, but, like yeah, dude, because go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you they tell you, oh, yeah, you know, it's going to be a hybrid. So, like, obviously, like, we don't do a lot of super cross, especially like, I don't know, most of the teams, I guess. Mm -hmm. There's like the triple crown stuff, but I mean, we are all prepped for outdoors. I mean, I think yeah. every team was. And then you show up and you're yeah. like, uh, you got a there's like a three, three, and then a couple turns, and you have a three on off. That was a and then the outdoors, section, it was like. I mean, I've yeah. raced legit Supercross, and if not, it was bigger. It was like tall, and there was little room for air. It was a bike length step on. It was a uh, little room for air with soft outdoor suspension. Yeah, I mean, you sit into that thing. You're going to Indonesia, dude. Be lights <laughs> I mean, out. Dude, I, I, I remember. <laughs> I remember tripling that thing. That. 
tripling that thing because uh, it's the same size. They just turned like the tabletop into like a roller, and I tripled it in practice. And it was, yeah, I bottomed out and kind of got a little endo. I'm like, and it was on that concave. I'm like, well, we did all this work to make it to round one, and we lasted about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, they. I mean, they fixed it. Obviously, like I think enough people complain. Um, I don't, like I didn't even say much to the series. I just told Derek, I was like, yo, this can't happen. <laughs> like, or is it going to be too many injuries here? We're going to be carting people off. So I think it was um, a good thing that they kind of tamed it down a bit because it could have been scary for a few guys. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think we're all happy that it's not back. <laughs> I think, you know, if it was the actual Edmonton outdoor track that you could still see, you know, in the grass in the back. Yeah, it would have been sick. Yeah. But I mean, they did this hybrid thing that none of, you know, the dirt was terrible. The, you know, the venue was all right, but the dirt was terrible. Yeah. And I, the, yeah, I'm happy it's not bad. The, the potential's there. Like I you was see, just gonna say that you see in the states and stuff, and like it just like if they could have brought that black dirt in to the inside, and then just did some like made it kind of a little more flowy in the inside, and then use more of the outdoor. I, I mean, like we're not saying anything new. This has been said pretty much since this happened, but I think everybody's on the same page with that. Is like the potential's there. It just it's got to be done properly and it's yeah it's not i mean at least for me like i always want to see an early outdoor series like i feel like we're kind of on the same page with that dough it's like we were we both don't lack hard work and like we want the grind and and the longer the moto the better in my opinion and like when you're kind of racing those styles the triple crown format it's just, this everything just didn't seem to be like fitting with an outdoor like, series i know it i get i get the the idea behind it with triple crown stuff and um yeah i just i'm glad for I'm spectating it seemed like it would have been a great idea it it kind of just strikes me as one of those on paper it was a good idea and it didn't execute well and especially with the dirt that just happened to be there it just it had a couple things working against it yeah it, yeah, it, yeah. I think like with the stands and everything, it makes sense. Like it, like you have all the, you know, the grandstands and everything there. So mm -hmm. the cost effective of it, it's probably pretty good. But uh, yeah, like you said, it just wasn't very well executed. But I think, you know, they obviously learned and they'll figure it out further down the road. But yeah, yeah. so yeah, I'll, uh, I can take, yeah, so I can take over this next one. Like obviously, it it says to be determined here, but I think we all know where that's going to be. It, wait, wait, can I hold Black you off for one second? Yeah, you didn't say it right. I, did I didn't it. get your actual we didn't get your actual opinion on the calgary round what do you guys think of the oh. calgary track because that's going to be our actual wait, opening yeah. round i'm excited for calgary i've always loved calgary it's um we had in 2019 opened up with calgary and um mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i that's a sick place to open up in my opinion you got the city there uh like the hotels like not I even mean, half a kilometer away. It's that it's, infamous right? jump with the city skyline in the background. Yeah, like we see all. I think everything Instagram, about Calgary is you know pretty. The there. Yeah, everything about Calgary is pretty rad. Um, and like, why not have the opening round in the city? Yeah, like looking yeah, at it, it makes sense. I, yeah, I think when we started there, dang, we started there maybe three, four years ago. 19. It was the opening round. Yeah. yeah, I think that was pretty sick because, I mean, one, it's not as far as a drive for everybody through the mountains and stuff too for the drivers and stuff to get out there. But also for like the hype and stuff, it's a sick place to have the first round in the city. And I mean, obviously I'm biased because, you know, we're Fox and Fox is right there. It's one of our like main sponsors for the team. So we get to go see everybody. And uh, yeah, I think, and they get a great spectator turnout like out West um and yeah i just think it's a sick spot like to open up the series and kick everything off like it, they obviously do a good job with the track and everything there and it's a we're gonna get a real outdoor track the only thing that i wish that changes that dang concrete start man. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't mind the concrete start i like that we have like something a little bit different and like i don't know who i was talking to the i don't know this was a while ago but someone's like outdoor should be like one should be great one should be dirt one should be concrete and like I don't know about how I feel about that, but like uphill, it's definitely... one should be downhill, one should be <laughs> like just give it everything. No, I uh, no, I don't mind the the concrete start, but I mean, I wouldn't be mad if they went dirt. I'll tell you that for free. Yeah, <laughs> I mean concrete. I mean, we had what do we got three rounds on the concrete or two now? Uh, oh three. yeah, uh, Moncton. 
Moncton's concrete too. That was yeah, that was a weird thing that they they did that. But I see why. Like it was so easy. Like they had that like uh, little machine there and cleaned it off after every start, like on amateur day and our stuff. It was made my our life easier because Moncton, um, when the four fifties were first, they forgot to turn some sprinklers off or something, and the the gates were packed with mud. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember. I remember, dude. I had to get the guy like at the gate thing. I was like, "You got a shovel? Like, obviously, we're not allowed to use it or anything." Because the whole rut was full with water because they just and it was a dry, hot, sunny day, and it was just full of water. And then, yeah, I was like, "Dude, we need it. We need to get the water out of these at least." Like, so, anyways, he did all the gates with the shovel. But I was like, "This is, yeah, that was a little out of control." So, yeah, you're. I mean, concrete. You're not getting that, but you're getting a spin if you don't quite get it right. Yeah. We yeah. can carry on. We're going to, if we talk about, <laughs> keep carrying on like this, it's going to take <laughs> us three hours. stories of every track. <laughs> All right, let's look at round two. So round yeah. two is to be determined. It's, I I don't think they want us to share the location we quite know. yet because it we hasn't know been finalized. It yeah, I don't care. Dude. It's, <laughs> it's, it's Lethbridge. <laughs> yeah, it's Lethbridge. Yeah. 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 So yeah. <laughs> you guys are just going out and saying it. I said TBD. Um, Lethbridge. I don't I know, know nothing about it. I know nothing. I know they used to have a national there. Um, I think it's a little bit sandy. Um, and that's is it called Raymond? Is it the old Raymond? I think so. I don't. I honestly don't know. I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I don't know either. But Uh, I think I hope so. Like where they used to have the. Go ahead. W can. Yeah, yeah. I think the W can used to be there. Yeah. Yeah. From what I've heard, what I've heard from like Brett and stuff, it sounds like W can is gonna be back there. Um. So so yeah. This is because of no What province is it in? It's like an hour from Calgary, I think. Alberta. Oh, okay. It's in Alberta. Yeah, two hours. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we don't go to BC at all. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, it is. It is a bummer we're not going to BC at all. Like, I look at BC like I'm not gonna say equivalent, but like (sighs) equivalent to like Ontario-ish. Not really, Mm -hmm. but like for for the amount of riders that are there, and like the big thing with Ontario is we have a couple established tracks and teams with Gopher and Walton, but um Sandalee. but no like like you were saying earlier a lot of good good guys have came out of bc and motocross needs to be in bc so especially like there. the new young talent it seems like there's a lot of west coast kids like yeah 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 yeah. all right moving on round yeah three. I, think, I think so too i mean it's a yeah 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 sorry dylan didn't mean to cut you off there buddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and moving on over along uh round three is pilot mound what do you guys yes, think pilot mound? <laughs> hopefully it's, yeah. hopefully it's yeah, like I mean, like 10 degrees uh, cooler this year, and I'll enjoy it a lot more. I heard it was real hey, but... scorching this year. <laughs> Dude, hot, but how about the wind the day before? Dude, Dude yeah, you shit. got every everything when you went there. <laughs> the wind the, the day before, the, yeah. the amateurs, have to, they couldn't even jump the jumps, or else they were going to end up in the oh, hospital. It was, I was so walking, windy. Man. I was walking around like – I was walking around with – fucking goggles on that like <laughs> like sunglasses would like do it but when the guys are racing you like yeah. i had to put goggles no, on this like that's not dramatic was going everywhere that's not it, dramatic he no was the only no one. it's not no dude my face and everything was just fucked like <laughs> the show, parasailers show up after the amateur day dude you go watch man and on the side of the tra- it was so it was so windy you were getting you were getting like sandblasted man it, like your skin was wow. shot oh dude i was never so happy to get out of a place just because yeah. like I was, you were like, got sandblasted the one day and then you died of heat exhaustion the next yeah, day. And then you got to drive three hours to the fucking airport to get home. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so did, did all the wind the day before like affect the track at all? Or were you guys just, it was, it was pretty dry because it was obviously the wind the day before they couldn't get any water into like, it. How do you even get water? The next on day that? is hot. So it, um, yeah. yeah, it was a little dry, but honestly, but the track I, was good. I loved it. It was fun. It, like, yeah, I would love to go right. That's the perfect photo shoot track in my opinion like yeah the track was sick yeah, like was the dirt was good ride. that's too bad yeah. when, the, when you know good, the it got ready mother nature decides yeah. just nope. yeah that track <laughs> yeah that and then what they changed the start too uh when they like redid that whole start section on the grass that turned out like sick too yeah like yeah, i like that place long start left hander sweeping down it was nice i'm really happy they are getting a national again like from what i kind of seen like that in like last year the guy that owns pilot mount he put a lot of work into it to get a national and then he actually helped triple crown for the rest of the year like on, with dozer stuff and then i don't know what happened obviously he, it wasn't around this year so i think it's very cool to see that he's he's uh 
getting it again because like I think he put a lot of money and time into that place for a national and like to only get one would have been uh, yeah, a bummer, bummer for them. For them. Yeah, so. that news promised two years. I think like uh, the first year, like to put you know all the time and effort and money into it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's nice that you know they're actually honoring that and going back. And we all had a great time. Like I, I love that track. It was sick. I mean, a lot of Manitoba tracks are cool. Um, the only problem with them is they're so dang far from the airport. Like, got to drive two hours. But I mean, the only good thing with Manitoba is you can see for three miles. So you just you know put a brick you on the watch your dog <laughs> fucking, put a brick on the gas. Yeah, dude. I think like when Noof's driving, I think we just put a brick on the fucking gas pedal and just bang that thing just off the rev limiter for <laughs> 300 kilometers. Just let the wheel go, man. You're going straight all the way from fucking Pilot Mount all the way to Winnipeg. Three hours Nowadays, wide open. They got lane assist. You're just chilling. You're just laid back. Yeah, dude, you don't need to do shit. The wheel. You just hold it to the, just hold it to the mat and just yeah, let the let the rest happen. 240 yeah, kilometers. The only time you stop is for the trains. <laughs> Yeah, not a cop for, for real. If you get caught by, if you get caught at a train, dude, you might as well just turn around and go the other way. You can give two hours. Uh, <laughs> oh Manitoba. Uh, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to be back in Manitoba and Pilot Mountain. Yeah, that track's sick though, and yeah. that guy works his bag off too, so it's nice. That's good to hear. Yeah. All right, round four, home of the GDR squad. Go for dooms. Yeah, nobody was quick I think to I'm be the only like, guy yeah, excited yeah. for that one. <laughs> Dylan's the only guy, I mean, and not even because we ride it that much. It's just, yeah, like the sand. Nobody loves yeah, the I feel like we can. I think we can. Uh, like, can't, we don't have to. Like, we can make comments. We can kind of skim through these. It's uh, these coast is identical. You want them rapid fire? Yeah. They're all the same. Yeah, Over, rapid fire. And we'll get comments after. Moncton, Deschambault, Walton. Same schedule as I think the past four years, which. Yeah, don't fix it if it's. It's good, open, man. I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. It's it's a really good East Coast. Like I, like and I guess looking overall, like I'll give my overall opinion on that schedule. Um, good schedule. Obviously, I'm looking forward to it. Just uh, ten rounds would be sick. Obviously, logistics and stuff. Like I'm not behind the scenes and stuff, but like, man, racing eight races, it goes by so fast, and it's like, yeah, it's it's. It's, yeah, like, and then we're sitting around like we've been we haven't raced since August or like I saw I raced the Supercross stuff, but that was September, right? So it's so you go so long without racing, like it sucks. I wish we went uh, a little more spread out and then a couple more rounds were added to it. I think just looking at the schedule as well, you start out with three on the West Coast and then you start to move towards like Ontario, which we kind of consider central, although it's not technically central to Canada, but having three on the east coast i think would be nice and i don't know if you want to count deschambault or because you really only have deschambault moncton out on the east coast and it just i don't know it does to me it doesn't feel like a very balanced schedule it feels like lacking a bit of that coast to coast but i don't know how yeah but the logistic logistically like i mean i don't think this is you know every every team for the most part maybe minus man luck and uh al dick's team um right. we're all they're all based on the east coast the series is based in ontario mm-hmm. um you know uh, obviously ktm and quebec but i think it just kind of makes sense for them to do it that way and the lack of like i mean i could be wrong i could be missing some tracks out west like obviously i don't want to i i haven't been to every track in the west but um I think just yeah, it would be nice to have an extra one out west. So obviously throw back in Cam Loops, and then keep the rest of the West. I think you got a pretty solid one there. And then honestly, like I might be biased because I live in Quebec, but dude, we need another round of Quebec. Say, yeah, we do. You, we need we another do. round. You've got so yeah. many good tracks. Dale, tell me this: like we roll, we go, we go hot lap, and there's the pro finish line section at Deschambault. Turn left and you go over that hill, and when there's just it's yeah. littered with people like so that's a sick people. feeling it's yeah. a, it's like that's the feeling you or like the the thing you kind of thought about as a kid like becoming a professional racer you don't get that at many tracks but like when you do that you're like holy cow like they okay, both yeah. fences are lined that tower is stacked with people something yeah, about like the guy who yeah. does the the commentary gets me hyped <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think there's that like you feel like you're at you know, an international yeah. race. Quebec fans, the, man, the they love motocross. It's like this, that, yeah, it's that European hype, vibe. Man, they... Like it's, it, it is what it is. Like, yeah. it's, I, I think, 
every time like Dario, obviously you live in uh, Quebec, Dylan, but Dario and I, every time we roll to Quebec, like I feel like we're going to a different country, which is cool, I think. And they yeah. they bring that European vibe <laughs> to awesome. to the races, which is sick. We like we need that. Like it's good for content, it's good for for everything. And yeah, we're all just on, like BC. Crazy here, man. <laughs> their motorsport coven, whereas BC is not so much. They love their motorsports. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why F one goes. Yeah, I mean BC, BC, they'd rather they'd rather you know not cut a tree down instead of ride a dirt bike. But well, they're very I mean, mountain bike, Quebec, ski, you know, we, uh, everything kind of organic. Whereas you know, yeah. like Quebec is motorsport oriented, and it's 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 a cool vibe going there for sure. Yeah, I think there's a big following in like motocross and people who are into it in Quebec too. Like, um, and it's great, you know, that Kevin came back. I mean, obviously I live here, um, but Kevin, you know, come back he. I mean, the fans love them, man. Yeah. Like the fans go nuts for you know their ATM's their rider. I guess like I'm, cons- yeah, yeah. So I think that part's pretty sick. And then I just wish we'd have another one like closer to Montreal because we got yeah. Quebec City. I was just saying. Then, let, um, let me ask you this, still. If if you had to choose, like you ride all the Quebec tracks all the time, and if you had to choose for another track to get a national in Quebec, where is it going to be? I was actually talking to like Jad, obviously my wife about this uh, for people who don't know, but um, dude, I was trying to figure it out and see what uh, like what track could actually do it and hold it like a national. And the only place that I could really see it being is um, Saint Julie, like because a lot of the tracks, like the practice tracks and stuff, um, like just don't have quite the parking that they probably need to. And I mean, St. Julie used to have a national and they, uh, they always did a pretty good job. Obviously we need a little bit of work and I know there was talks about maybe having a national at St. Julie last year, but obviously that didn't happen. And then the other tracks, like there's a few like Tring Junction, East Sudan and stuff like that would be pretty decent, but I think you're still pulling from the Quebec city crowd. We need to go towards Montreal. Like, I mean, Quebec City, Montreal, I live right in between, but to go from Montreal to like Deschambault is a couple hours. So we need to, you know, kind of get something in between there. Um, and I think that'd be cool. And then we'd have a pretty sick schedule at the end of it, like add one out West and then add one in Quebec. And I think, you know, it would be pretty dialed. Yeah. I think like, obviously I rode like when I rode for KTM and stuff, I rode at, uh, in Quebec quite a bit. And I actually never got to ride St. Julie, which is a bummer because like, I feel like I agree with you on that point is probably going to be the best spot for another national in Quebec um, since they've already had one too. Obviously that helps, but um, and it looks sick. It's going with the Euro vibes. It actually kind of gives me the Euro vibes, like the hard pack kind of soil, um, like kind of hills. I've only seen videos and stuff, but um, yeah. yeah I I've only wanna... been there like on 65s, I think. My dad brought me 65s, 85s. So I haven't ridden there in a long time, but the like the owner, uh, daughter, and son are like still into moto and stuff. So I think they could make it happen. I think it's just a matter of, you know, I don't know if it's cost or what it what it comes down to, but I think that that would be like a pretty good addition if they could make it work. And they, so obviously, like being from Quebec, I know a little bit of the kind of, they can only really open for like two weekends a year because they're really close to like the city and the town. Yeah. Um, they're really close to Montreal, right? So they they can actually only open like two weekends a year. So right now they open for like a practice day and like one race weekend for like the Challenge Quebec Provincial or whatever. Um, so yeah, kind of if they could do like a national and then Wait, have a provincial, like you gotta be, be you gotta be buddy buddy to get in there because I see uh, old Pettis rides there quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, he definitely does. So yeah, I yeah I as you can tell, I don't go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair yeah, yeah i mean that'd be sick i mean i'd love to go ride there if, if i'm ever going to quebec because i uh like i said i've only really seen videos and seen like remember actually I, was i talking to colton it wasn't that long ago i think he actually got hurt there gnarly one time we were talking about saint julian yeah on the there's like a sick triple step down i think it was him or jsr endowed off at one year or something when yeah. i was there i can't remember wow. can't do that dude it's not good for can't you can't do that dude no <laughs> don't don't endo down 100 foot triple down a hill oh. um but yeah dude i think if we all got together like we could probably go ride there like you myself jess and a few other guys yeah. i think they would, they would probably open it and prep it um we'd have to go help them a little bit but it'd be pretty easy just a, just a midweek that's uh, if there's any if there's anyone listening that is 
doesn't know Canadian Moto, that's that's Canadian Moto there because there's a high chance we're going to see one, two, three championship. We're just going to go ride together during the week. Maybe we'll see how hostile. It gets. Yeah, this podcast might have to get paused for a bit, but. <laughs> yeah i mean it is canadian moto we all we all ride we all ride together we all you know i mean it's so small man you, like it's not like it's nothing like states it's so small and i feel like we, we do a good job of turning it off when it comes to race day it doesn't really it yeah when it comes to race day we all want to win and we're gonna just kind of focus on ourselves. but kind of good we do a good job of separating the two and that's the same with like teams 100%. and stuff too right like you don't burn a bridge at like I'm sure you're still pretty no. tight with the KTM guys. Dylan, you're tight with the MX-101 guys, your previous teams. So it's like you don't, I don't know, you don't leave in a blazing glory. You just like, thank you for the time. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm just going to go somewhere else. Yeah. And I think that's just a Canadian way of doing it. Like I would do yes. that with any team. I think it's just try to be a stand-up guy. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to burn any bridge in any industry internationally in our thing because everybody knows everybody internationally so it's like you got to be got to be nice and you you know you got to be well respected and that goes a long ways for a lot of teams yeah like i look at that like in life though too like because obviously yeah we talk about this a lot dylan and daryl you're like in a different position like you're kind of you're you're just a at this point kind of you're just a big fan of moto and then you also you're you're a teacher you're in the real in the real world but dylan and i talk about it a lot with like what's what we're gonna do after after moto and I, I know it's going to come a time where like, right. We're dealing with the real world and I, uh, going back to what we were saying, just like, I, I think it's important not to burn the burn bridges. Cause like, you never know when you're going to need that person again, or when you're going to run into that person again, or if they're going to have to hire you or something. Right. So it's, uh, unless, unless you have to don't burn that bridge. <laughs> no, I mean, generally in life, if you're a D bag to someone, they're going to be a D bag written return. Like it kind of just is or the just way not goes. even give you the time of day. <laughs> just, yeah. Any other yeah. Uh, final thoughts on this yeah. schedule guys? Especially in our community. No, I'd say like overall, I, like I said before, I mean, it can come anytime. I'm ready to go. Looks like a solid I, schedule. Uh, going crazy sitting here at home. I can't wait. I love racing and, hopefully uh Your Canadian comes faster coming than... through the more you stay at home yeah i know crap eh? Just... hey hey my hey hey bud. <laughs> hey bite ready to go <laughs> ready to go race my dirt bike <laughs> ready to go race my dirt bike uh, hey hey but uh, yeah no i think i think it's good yeah schedule's good i think it's nice that you know we're gonna have it pretty early this year because last year it was pretty late if i'm not mistaken so nice that they uh kind of got their you know and crosses dotted or however the hell that saying goes but they got it out or will have it out here soon <laughs> and uh <laughs> whatever dude whatever that saying is man hit my head too many times we raise uh, yeah <laughs> on the right but, on the uh, no, i think it's good and um that's all you really need to know yeah life, exactly. exactly at least that's what i thought from the age of like two i didn't even know school pretty much I just need to know no need to know how to ride a dirt bike yeah, break someone slow down, but things backwards. <laughs> oh, I didn't. All I right. didn't even pay um, attention. <laughs> I think we have another. <laughs> Clutches on the right, throttles on the left, and you're like, "Yeah, that's pretty much all you need to know." Yeah, Dario, um, we're just so used to you saying things backwards. It just goes out in one ear, <laughs> out the other. Yeah, uh, we love oh, you, Dario. Shit. Yeah, I'm the background <laughs> guy. Thanks. <laughs> I tried to offer. <laughs> well, Dario, you're you're kind of like directing this. Like, what's your as a fan, especially because you've you've raced and you've kind of done the at least the East Coast part and stuff. Like, um, I think we still have a couple minutes here. Um, like, what's your opinion on the schedule? Right. Yeah, looking at it, it looks very standard for what I know. Um, like ever since Triple Crown started, this seems like a pretty, pretty similar schedule like everything east coast nothing really changed and i used to love it because i'm just some broke privateer wannabe racer so i look at it and i'm like okay gophers round four i could make it to round four five six seven eight like i would hit five out of the eight rounds and i think yeah, as like a, as an ontario based privateer that was nice but then that's also why i said like i kind of feel for the west coast kids like there's a mm -hmm. lot of kids with a lot of talent that are going to struggle to get the, to those five rounds. 
So looking yeah. at it in that light, it's it's a it's almost unfortunate it's not at least split four and four, or there's some sort of east west type of thing. I don't know what the solution is, but it looks like it looks like a good schedule, but it can always be a little bit improved. Yeah, there's always gonna be areas in anything that like you can pick apart and be better. And I, I hundred percent agree with you on that point. It's, it's tough. Like, like obviously a lot of the teams and, and stuff are based out of Ontario and a lot of the riders are based out of Ontario. It just, it sucks for those small majority of, of people that are, that are out West that can't afford to come East and they get to do three races and then that's it. And if not, just the dude, tough part with like, having a big country too. Honestly, right? some of them, some of them are yeah. only able to do two. Like, if you're from BC and you're privateering it, you're doing everything on your own. Like, going to Pilot Mountain is if you're going to Pilot Mountain, you might as well go uh, to Ontario. Yeah, yeah you might as well true. just keep driving at that point. Yeah. Like, if you don't got a job or whatever, they have to get back to. Like, I mean, this is that part kind of blows for the guys out west. Is dude, you're you're like eight weeks on the road like once you leave bc at the start of the series like or i guess yeah bc to go to calgary this year i mean once you leave there i mean why you're the not hell back are you until the back? end of summer yeah 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 that's no funny. And i mean I just some guys will fly into... back on the breaks we got a few weeks but yeah but uh you know i think i don't know yeah those guys i mean it's tough but it kind of the way she goes right now i mean it's been that way for for a while so yeah i feel like yeah, it I mean, that, it's, that it's not a complaint it's just an observation right yeah that's what that's what yeah. i like but one more too. give your yeah one more round at west would be sick in my opinion but that's just me i just find it funny that i just lumped manitoba into the out west category for us but realistically <laughs> that's, that's that's a hike for anybody coming it's from central yeah. yeah like that's a hike dude the drive i did i've done that drive from well i guess it wasn't bc even it was like calgary to winnipeg dude it's that is the worst drive i think i've ever done in my life boring drive (laughs) oh dude it's terrible so yeah hats off to those guys for even doing it man because i think after a couple times of doing it i'd be trying to figure something else out i'm saying yeah (laughs) and like thinking off the top of my head there's some good guys doing it like if you think yeah. about like Elmore, oh, 100%, Reels, some of those, some of those guys that like are big names in our series, like we need those guys to keep showing up to the races. We can't afford to not have them. A hundred percent. We need the depth. And I mean, those guys are grinding. So, I mean, I, yeah, I raise my hat to those boys. They're, and it's a, uh, it's a bomb. They ain't afraid to work. Right? It's Absolutely. a bummer where we're at right now too, with like, uh, with the economy and stuff, I feel like it's hard for even teams to, to like be like like to survive, uh, survive oh i can't get my words out but um like with sims <laughs> kind of going out like there's another team there's like a, two more rides off the table and then there's two all right like there's like I, sims was like a perfect team for elmore in my opinion like it's like it's a bummer yeah you gotta, i was he's just gonna go say back, talking about out. somebody like elmore yeah he's got to go back all right now like how do we make this happen? How do I give myself another shot to be on one of those teams? Like it's like, it's definitely something that we probably take for granted at times. Like, um, like how, how spoiled we are in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely are. I mean, obviously you and I would just show up at the races, everything's done and we don't have to do shit. But I mean, other than the stuff during the week, like yeah. we do a lot more during the week than I think everybody realizes too, which we can get into on another podcast. But um, yeah, I think, you know, we're lucky in that sense. We just show up, do our, you know, ride our dirt bike and hop on a plane or, you know, drive home depending on where we're at. But yeah, those guys are a grind, man. They, yeah. yeah. That's off. They're grinding. Grinding. Yeah. All right. So on that note, grinding. I think we're going to move on to, uh, <laughs> to Tanner. Uh, I think this is your topic, right? Do you want to? No, Dylan it? actually uh, brought it up. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, interesting. I'll, bring, I'll talk oh, about yeah. it. I, uh, I love right, hockey. Go. And uh, I think, I mean, yeah, I, we like one thing we said on this podcast too is like we don't want to be all moto. Like we're already forty four minutes into talking full moto, which is we could talk four hours and forty four minutes and still have a lot more to say about moto. Right? Like I think that's <laughs> why and another awesome thing that we're, why we're doing this podcast is like we're we're not only racers and like we're students and we we love the sport. We 
dissect everything. We watch everything. Um, it's yeah. My girlfriend, like she goes crazy sometimes. Cause like, all I want to do is put dirt bikes on her and talk about dirt bikes, dirt bikes, dirt bikes, dirt bikes. <laughs> and, uh, she, yeah, she kind of just had to learn how to love dirt bikes. But that being said, uh, why wouldn't you do it? Fucking sick. It is. No, not at all. But, uh, no, I, I just wanted to, uh, yeah, and I think it's cool, to, or it would be cool to, in the podcast to talk about some stuff that's that's not dirt bikes. And uh, Dylan had a good good point of bringing up the whole Corey Perry situation. I think that's something that we can kind of, I wouldn't say relate on, but like I know for myself, and I feel like Dylan, you're probably the same way. Like with you look at other sports and kind of like dissect the athletes and like kind of see how they go about things, and like because we're so similar, but we're not because we're obviously way different sport and. So yeah, Dylan, you can take this one away with the Corey Perry situation. So can I interject for one second before we get into it? Absolutely not. Awesome. Yeah, give her tits, Thank buddy. You. <laughs> All right. For somebody, I don't know personally what happened with the Corey Perry situation. Can we just like maybe explain to anybody else? Dude, have you? Because I've seen a okay. lot of yeah. like I'll, different I'll, 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 a lot I'll explain it. All right. Perfect. Go ahead. Thank so, you. So Corey Perry. There's obviously I follow hockey um, quite a bit, not as much as Tanner does, but uh, quite a bit. And it's just a thing like obviously Corey Perry's like a veteran on the team on the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, and obviously, if you're into hockey, you know, Connor Bedard, he's like the, I don't know, young up and coming superstar. Um, he's the Hayden, the NHL, he's the Hayden Deegan of NHL. Yeah. So these guys are teammates, um, obviously, um, playing for the Chicago Blackhawks and a statement comes out from the team that something happened behind the scenes um, with Corey Perry and that his contract is basically going to be terminated effective immediately. And obviously there's some legal stuff that you have to be cleared through waivers and whatever in the hockey thing. It's not just, you can't just really get fired, but he basically they're firing. Well, pretty much. They, what they, yeah, they're like, we're your off. Yeah. They've released him from his contract and he becomes a free agent basically. So they, yeah, they terminated his deal with the team. And then, um, yeah, and then from there, you know, they didn't really give any, um, I don't know, background to why he they was getting terminated. They left a lot so of questions. There was a lot of questions, yeah. and the only answers were the rumors on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and that was a little bit of the problem. So, um, and this is one of the reasons, you know, social media, it's great in some aspects to follow your sport or athlete or whatever you see kind of what goes on, but this is kind of the... I mean, media disaster of what can happen is that, you know, 98% of people online behind a keyboard, you know, thought about, you know, Connor Bedard and this and that. And, um, and that, you know, Corey Perry, I guess, was um, having fun with his mom on a, you know, girls weekend or whatever that mom's Mom's night, I guess they call it. Yeah. So, um, the, you know, the internet was just speculating, this is what happened. Um, but I mean, you know, that's the problem with social media. And once it gets out, then everybody kind of ran with it for a couple of days and it was a, a complete shit well, show on the communications side of things yeah, for like, the Blackhawks, Connor Bedard and Corey Perry. I have the, I have the Chicago Blackhawks statement uh, on Corey Perry pulled up right now. And I'll read like the first sentence and within that first sentence, it, it definitely leaves you like, like, of course the meme lovers are, instantly going to go to their meme app and make it about Bedard's mom because not about Bernard's mom probably shouldn't have done that, but about something to do with that, because this is it. I'll read it. After an internal investigation, the Chicago Blackhawks have determined that Corey Perry has engaged in conduct that is unacceptable. So like that leaves so many questions like, yeah. And it's still like, I mean, I've heard right. even some more stuff, but they're still so unclear on it. It's pretty crazy to me. Yeah, I think that's a, like a communication disaster on their part, of course. Um, Daria, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this just from, you know, the whole teacher, you know, kind of more <laughs> political side of things. But in my opinion, it is a complete fucking disaster in that well, case, like that whole The reason right I asked for, for clarification is because when it on be. social, I saw tons of stuff about, you know, something happened with Corey Perry and he was hooking up with bedard's mom and i was like there can't be any truth to that like there would have been a statement or there would have been something to clarify this which is why i wanted to know like what is the actual reason and then i think i saw Corey perry actually did he tweet 
that he's he, gonna he has he's, he's out of state himself yeah. he he's having a battle with alcohol right yeah from what yeah, i so alcohol. from what i actually heard um on some like other things again like nothing's nothing's confirmed it's, it's just another rumor like i read a tweet but it was saying something along the lines of like on i think their game was on thursday and they got to the it was an away it was like i think it was the mom's trip i might be wrong but uh they got there wednesday and had like a like an event thing on wednesday night and he had some drinks and was was drunk and got handsy with one of the staff members is what i heard i could be totally wrong so here i am maybe so i heard that rumor as well and i yeah. yeah, I don't follow. Hockey it was definitely with a staff member, those. like the way that like it obviously wasn't with a teammate or anybody's family with that was involved with the team, like anybody teammates or family, like Bedard's mom or anything. But dude, it's just that's what the problem with social media, man. People like something happens and you want to keep it kind of quiet, dude. People people will fucking eat you up. It, yeah, it seems like the Blackhawks kind of did him. A- I don't know what the circumstance was. Maybe he deserved it, but it seems like they did him a bit of a disservice by not saying what the reason was. If I feel like they left him open to interpretation and then all the social keyboard warriors just are coming after him. And I, I still have no idea what he actually did, but it's like, yeah, but like, I think they caused this drama on their own. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's such a tough, like, situation say that like i'm a team owner or whatever and i'm putting in that situation you're you're so many different avenues there like ways to go about it especially this day and age it's just like what way do you what way do you go about this and make everybody happy and the way they sound like the way the chicago blackhawks can't sound was like yeah Corey, you messed up and there's no place for that here and we want to terminate your contract was pretty much what they said and like it's like they wanted to see, yeah, it's like they wanted to say what he did, but not so like he engaged in whatever conduct and yeah, I don't know, man. It's yeah, it's think we'll never know, know the truth. Just, I think I think we'll never know the truth. Maybe down the road you'll have a teammate of his on a podcast and maybe he'll say it. Like I know there's some stuff coming out, like with the Spit and Chicklets podcast and hockey stuff. You hear some stories of like Sidney Crosby and and just like they're actually they're not bad ones. They're like funny. Like the one I heard actually was very funny. He was, I guess one of his teammates went out and he stayed in and his teammate came in and was trying to like hide McDonald's from him. And, and uh, Crosby's like, Hey, did you get me some burgers? And like, it was like 2 AM. They're both up in the hotel eating burgers. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, uh, hell that's yeah, the cool dude. thing about bog guys. Like so the thing that's, that's something I want to, uh, yeah. Like want to take advantage of having a podcast is to tell stuff that uh, not everybody gets to hear. Yeah, a little bit more behind the scenes stuff. Um, I think we can probably close on the Connor Bedard, you know, uh, Corey Perry situation. Um, <laughs> I think we'll Connor close Bedard on that. But obviously, we... <laughs> yeah, he wasn't even part of it, and he's getting roped into yeah. it with not, you know, himself, but his mother. Like yeah. poor kid, he's like, uh, he's like eighteen, man, and like, like everybody on the internet who knows hockey's, you know, talking about your mom and shit. Yeah. It's kind and of like tough situation, big, like big, mental health side of things. And yeah. That's a big deal coming cool. into like, uh, you know, you're the, the top prospect in a long, long time since like, uh, Connor McDavid. And I mean, you already got all the eyes on you and enough pressure to begin with. And then all of a sudden you throw this curveball and, and yeah, at least it wasn't true, man. It seems like he's true. having a good start to the season too. Oh, dude. <laughs> Go yeah, there. he is, and it, oh, dude, if it's if it's true, I'm I'm fucking. I'm I don't know which Corey way Dylan Perry. is going I'm with that. Like, Corey, oh, if you're retarded, I thought you meant I'm, yourself. I'm like, Whoa. oh no, oh, no, if no, you're no, 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 I'm taking this I'm, one first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm well, flying. I'm flying to Chicago. <laughs> the throw oh, hands dude, if I'm bedard, I'm yeah, I'm. Yeah, but I'd be making money off it. Pay-per-view shit, dude. I'd be going, yeah, we're going yeah. in the ring, bud. Let's go. <laughs> Throw me in the fucking octagon. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah we can dude. carry on. Well, shitty situation. Yeah, what's, what's uh, we still have some time here. Like, going on? Our goals with the podcast is to keep it around. Like an you hour, guys but... are, you guys are in your off season, so why don't you explain? Go ahead, Dylan. You what are we looking at for time? Well? Well, we're coming up to it. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I've been. I've been just busy, man, just working on the house. I uh I ever nations I got hurt and was out dude, 
I pulled, I, I don't even know if I kind of went public with it, but I pulled like all the muscles in my calf. And I mean, you guys came up and seen, dude, I was, I was hurting. Like there's no way I could ride or really do too much. Like I was, uh, kind of down and out. So, um, kind of chilled for a couple of weeks or whatever. And then I, uh, went straight into just running in my basement where I have my gym and laundry room and everything. And I've just been, uh, plugging away at that kind of day by day. And you guys know, like, I mean, a lot, not a lot of people probably know, but I really enjoy like renovating stuff and, um, like working on my house and, and shit. So just been busy with that and obviously keeping up on, you know, physio and stuff. Uh, I drive to Ottawa, I don't know, once a week or once every two weeks now, um, go see physio and stuff. And it's like a three and a half hour drive, which kind of blows, but kind of got to do it. And, um, yeah, just training now, um, I'm back, you know, training, grinding, cycling in the gym, um, yeah, man, just kind of going through the motions, putting the time in I off think... the bike and trying to get a little stronger, put some weight on and um, yeah, get ready to go down south, trying to iron out details for down south and everything. And that's about it, man. Just staying busy and keeping the mind occupied and uh, yeah, staying in shape. I think people who are fans of you who might not know you on a personal level would be shocked at like how good you are with like carpentry and like building and looking at something and just knowing how to get your final product to actually turn out i think like you do a really good job seeing your house yeah from i like that shit yeah i don't like giving you compliments that much but the the way you transformed your house yeah, from, thanks like, buddy now my head won't that... be able to fit through the fucking door but <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't able to already <laughs> yeah i think uh, <laughs> surprised to see how good you are with the carpentry side of things yeah, it's just something right, I enjoy doing. Like, Thank off you for that. Big pause. No, I agree with the area there, though. Like, yeah, you've. I feel like you're probably like before you got your house, you're pretty gray with it all. Like, because that's one of the like, carpentry is one of those things. Like, unless you're you're working or you're doing it for yourself at your own house, like you don't really, unless the opportunity presents itself, it's it's hard to to do right like i don't know f all i just never really had the opportunity like um like i'm excited i'll see um like when you're coming up to up to our area and you're gonna go to gopher and then i'm gonna meet you there and you can do uh some rentals at gopher and stuff and like i'm excited just just to learn how to do it like i finally have an opportunity to kind of like learn how to do it yeah it's sick like it's just i don't know something that i like doing keeps you busy when you're not riding training and uh yeah i guess yeah so that'll be the next thing coming up is that uh <laughs> diggy wants to uh switch up the old front room at the shop so he's given uh tanner and i a couple sledgehammers and uh yeah we're gonna go to work i guess work legit work <laughs> at the dunes and uh yeah i guess we're just gonna oh dude i'm gonna i'm gonna completely destroy that fucking place to rebuild it. it's gonna be great <laughs> oh yeah so what's <laughs> what's dig trying to to get accomplished dig is derek in case anybody doesn't know that's listening <laughs> yeah derek team manager owner gopher dudes um yeah now he just wants to switch some stuff around to give like more uh, floor space um to obviously he's got you know pretty big like sales room i guess you call it or showroom of bicycles and man you can pretty much do get whatever in there gear boots um pretty much anything from like at the track so he's wanting to keep some more parts and stuff stocked up and um just expand that a little bit so i don't know there's a few stuff kind of in the way that tanner and i are going to be taking down i guess and um yeah it's cool because you know it gives us something to do in the in the off season and um yeah i don't know it should be fun hang out and yeah should be good i'm yeah looking forward to it and uh obviously stay training and stuff (laughs) but uh yeah pretty much dude every time derek's yelled at me it's like one extra hole i'm putting in that fucking wall <laughs> 400 wall, 400, yeah. hey no dill we don't need a hole there. <laughs> oh, <too bad. laughs> yeah if anybody doesn't know dude i'd rather ask for forgiveness than ask for permission in that uh in that place so you know or just rebuild a few it. times I'll few times you get it, into no it <laughs> yeah. oh derek uh, that one needed yeah. paint bang yeah <laughs> no it should uh should be good so yeah that's kind of what we got going on right now and uh should be all right well that sounds good any other final thoughts oh. before we wrap up episode one? what about you dario what have you been up to oh guys just teaching just 
showing up at school and teaching every day. <laughs> <laughs> teaching, I, yeah. I a, a couple teaching. dirt bike kids in the class, so we talk dirt bikes. That's fun. Always a little highlight to the day. It's a highlight. It yeah. really is. So I like to hear, buddy. I appreciate. They're like, yeah. I've hey, got... but how about? Uh, I know you were like obviously got married and stuff this summer at your wedding and stuff, and then um, you know. I think uh, you're looking for a house and stuff too. Like, how's that going? Yeah, Lindsay and I are a little bit torn between do we buy a house? Like, well, I've talked about this with you guys a little bit. And do we buy a house now while the interest rate's really high? Or do we wait until the spring when maybe it comes down? But then you end up in a bidding war. So it, I don't know, we're kind of stuck. Now that there's snow on the ground, we're not really looking at houses as much because you don't see the way the yard drains. And I don't know, it's kind of a weird but exciting time in life right now. Yeah, that's adulting right there, buddy. That's yeah, I feel definitely like I became an adult adulting. in one summer. It all happened so yeah. fast. Signed your fucking life away, and <laughs> now you're going to sign your finances away. It's great, dude. <laughs> yeah, got the joint bank account. It's good, though. She saves oh. money better than me. I have a different addiction. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair dude that's, that's fair, amazing yeah. and i don't get paid like you guys do to ride because i'm not good enough for that so that's on me but i still have this weird addiction that i have to spend money to do I, big big brayside honda deals went down i don't know if i'm supposed to talk about that but i'm talking about it anyways <laughs> yeah uh brayside honda dealership this you know year to spot. brayside <laughs> brayside honda no yeah. can over honda your old mechanic moved over there. Do you want to talk about that at all? So can we give some background to Braden for a second? Uh, no comment. No comment. Can I quickly talk about Braden? Go for it. Yeah. Right. So Braden went Braden. from being I got nothing against Braden. Guy that lived down my road in Midhurst, real close to where I live, like near RJ Motorsport for anybody who might know that track. Yeah. So we grew up basically on the same street. I didn't really know him that well. And when I was starting to try and turn pro and eventually did turn pro, he was kind of like my mechanic. He was my guy that came with me everywhere. And like, he was the guy that I trusted with my life. Like he would build everything for me. I wasn't stressed. Like I knew that whatever he did was good enough work that, you know, he did it right. Then he tells me, I, I accepted a job. I'm going to go for Dunes Honda. Okay, cool. And this was all when COVID yeah. happened, so we all lived there together for a bit. And this is how quickly Braden went from being my very mediocre professional racer to being an actual, an actual Braden's... good mechanic. He goes straight Mediocre. to McNabb, wins the championship. Goes straight to you, wins the championship. <laughs> Gets mechanic of the year, yeah. exit stage right. Done. Okay, Bray, thanks. Hey, you said... <laughs> He said, I did, I did it all. I'm fucking out. Yeah, he literally just went, <laughs> yeah, mediocre privateer, 250 championship, 450 championship mechanic of the year. Now he took a job at Hanover Honda. Yeah, we love Bray. He's Frickin a beauty. Brayside. God love him. Brayside. My gosh. Um, just a really yeah. quick climb to a to a complete fall off because now he's back being my mechanic. <laughs> fall off. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Oh. Uh, back to zero oh, good, good shit man. good shit <laughs> oh we love you bray hell oh, yeah great dude <laughs> yeah well boys should we uh we're an hour three minutes into this it's uh we told ourselves we keep it for 45 minutes to an hour and already breaking our own rules oh great well i like to i like to talk so there we go I like to fucking talk so here we are, yeah. but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we kind of went through what we uh, wanted to talk to today, and uh, hell yeah, if anybody's out there, you know, thanks for listening, and uh, talk to your friends about us. I mean, we're gonna be putting out some uh, some content, um, you know, fairly frequently, and uh, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts and everything on it as well. Um, you know, we're kind of new at this; we don't really know what we're doing. We're just we're kind of just it. learning with the process. With we're yeah, we're learning through. with the process. Yeah. We're trying. Well, uh, we're trusting the process. Yeah, that's us with the podcast. So, um, yeah, get it out there. We're going to be shooting the shit and uh, talking moto and not moto, a little bit of everything. So, yeah, uh, yeah, excited for what's to come. Follow us. Uh, we got an Instagram for our, for our podcast here, Off the Gate Pod. It's, um, 
yeah, we figured we might as well, if we're going to do something, we might as well do it uh, the right way. So we wanted to kind of make a little, uh, I, w- I wouldn't Official. call it business, but like, uh, yeah, make it its own thing and something that we can I think grow. You guys and- in general, just conduct your lives. Like you do everything to, to the most, like to the most potential you can give it. You try and get everything out of it. I mean, why do something half ass? Yeah, well, yeah. Why well, have ass? Uh, that's the point of doing. Why, if you're gonna do, <laughs> yeah. If I'm if I'm not giving a hundred percent, I ain't fucking doing it. Let's be honest. Checkmate, survey. <laughs> <laughs> On that uh, note, so thanks yeah. for listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers. Episode Off one, boys. Pod number one. We're out. Cheers, boys. Probably swinging on till the hits come in all caps. I ain't gonna lay back, pray that someone's gonna help me. Ain't nobody like that. I ain't gonna wait, that's all fat. Give me one shot and I'll never get the throne back.